Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. We are about six months, seven months into this pandemic, this coronavirus crisis. It's been hard on all of us in so many different ways. I'm thinking of you, wishing you well. I am recording this today on September 30th, a Wednesday from my home office, world headquarters of my own business, and I'm in Sudbury, Massachusetts, and it's a beautiful day outside, although I haven't gotten out to take advantage of it, but maybe after the recording of this episode of my podcast. And today, I am so thrilled, so excited to be talking to someone who is is not just a marketer, a fellow marketer, but also a comedian. And so maybe at some point during our conversation, she might share a few jokes with us. Um, her name is Caroline Cook. She is an inbound consultant at HubSpot. And as I said, she's also a comedian. I met Caroline only about a year ago or so at a marketing mingle event, networking event, AMA Boston, American Marketing Association Boston chapter. We met, we hit it off in terms of our like-mindedness with regard to marketing. And then when I had my in-person event, Bob Cargill's Marketing Roadshow, Caroline was kind enough to to perform a, a comedy routine for us and she was ridiculously funny and she's a ridiculously awesome human being. Everybody, meet Caroline Cook. Hey, Caroline, so good to see you. Hi, Bob. Thank you so much. That's a beautiful introduction. I'm so glad to be here on, on your podcast and to talk more about marketing and all the things that we both uh, love about it. Absolutely. We, as I, I, I said when we were pre-recording, I, I said, you know, we, we're going to focus more on marketing and social media than anything. But again, we can talk about your, your career as a comedian and we can talk about life during this quarantine and, and pretty much anything is, is uh, um, fair game. But, but first of all, Caroline, I, I haven't, I, I introduced you, but I didn't tell people everything about you and, and maybe you could give us your elevator pitch if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Caroline Cook, as Bob pointed out. I'm an inbound consultant here at HubSpot. I also have a company, Bright Humor, that is focused on uh, merging marketing communications with humor to leverage the, it to be more effective. And then I'm also a stand-up comic. I am from West Philadelphia, born and raised in the suburbs out there. And then I moved to Boston from New York City last year, which is where I met Bob at an event in the uh, marketing uh, American Marketing Association event, and and since then I've been six months at HubSpot, and six months at home here uh, in quarantine. So and just you know counting against the fridge of how many more days. Oh geez. Left. Yeah, it it's crazy for for all of us and and some of us uh, harder uh, than than others in terms of uh, just living under quarantine. And, and it's so good that we, we have technology like this, Zoom, thank you, so we can see each other, Caroline, um, because human contact is, is so important. Just a little note, you, you said comic, I said comedian. Is, is comic the, the, the right term? Do people not say comedian? I think the terms are interchangeable. It's a question I've Googled several times. Ah. So 
No, TBD. I want to, I want to know the, uh, the, uh, the, the proper term. I like comic. You're a stand-up comic. And, comic, and, gesture. Yeah, you were extremely funny at, at our event, and I was so happy. You know, what's the chance of me meeting someone in marketing? And my event was all about marketing, who I also wanted to fill the role of comedian. I, I had a, a, a singer, and, and I was looking for a comic, and, and geez, you came through so perfectly. You told jokes about marketing even. What could be better? Oh my God, there's nothing I love more than just telling marketing jokes and, and talking about the industry. I feel like there's uh, there's never been a better time, right? To, to talk about <laughs> what's funny about our world and the weird quirks that exist with it. I think that it's this ever-changing industry that keeps us on our toes and keeps things exciting. So it was if, if, a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It, it was awesome. And I wanted plan to do, I had plans to do it again last spring, the, the, uh, the road show part of, of my, my, my show. And, and obviously because of the pandemic, we had to put things on pause. So I've been trying to up my game, if you will, virtually. And when this coronavirus crisis is behind us, I will be like a caged lion let loose <laughs> in terms of getting out there and hopefully doing my, my, road show again and and maybe you can be a comic again at that event or speak about marketing whatever or or combine jokes and in in education with regard to marketing i'm here for it i i like you a cage lion coming out of quarantine this has given me plenty of material to write about i think that it's a, a weird world we're living in right now uh, which makes great comedy because what's funnier than weird? Yes, if, and if we don't laugh, we 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 cry because it can be some sadness and despondency too. Along with uh, us all having to hunker down, it can be lonely and it can be repetitive and mundane. But but we make the most of it. Let me if like the segue uh, into the the marketing part of the show. Tell me what exactly. Tell everybody exactly what you do as an inbound consultant at HubSpot. HubSpot, by the way, a company I admire, respect. Probably the first company I think of when I think of social media and marketing. Um, they you and, and all the employees there are are amazing. I share posts from HubSpot's blog almost daily. I mean, I'm wow. not kidding you. Oh yeah. I, I'm one of your most loyal readers of that blog and I'm on Twitter all the time and I'm always sharing content from the HubSpot blog and have for years. But anyways, tell us what you do as an inbound consultant. What, what does that entail? Yeah. So it's, it's, I essentially am client facing grand wizard of HubSpot. No I'm kidding. I, uh, what I do is I help our customers to develop a, to use our CRM in a way that scales and helps their business to grow better. So that's HubSpot's main mission is to grow better. So how do we grow better? It's how do we look at our sales, marketing, and service operations, and how do we integrate them in a way to make, we love our flywheel at HubSpot, if you haven't heard of that. Is that I know all about the flywheel. We I, love the I flywheel. Saw, I saw the flywheel presentation at Inbound a year or two ago by uh, uh, none other than Mr. Brian Halligan. Yes, absolutely. And in our um, in our lobby, when we were in the office, we had a massive flywheel. So we love talking about our flywheel is that your best, who, who are the people who market best? It's your customers. It's the people who love you. It's, it's, that's what are the people that you want to drive your marketing efforts. And so how do you delight across the customer experience? How do you communicate better? That's what I do as a 
HubSpot inbound consult. So it's everything from high level strategy all the way down to the tactical implementation of it, getting it, our hands dirty into what MarTech has become, which is beastly for lack of a better word. It's just this massive ecosystem, which is as exciting as it is terrifying at times as to all of what you can do to further drive business. Caroline, it's funny you, you, you describe what the MarTech uh, world is beastly and you know, I, you don't know how long I've been in, in marketing, but, uh, um, you know, it's 37 or so years now in this I business. I thought you were fresh out of college. You are so kind to say that. Um, I feel like I am, I feel like I could be, let's put it that way in terms of how I live my life, um, mentally and physically, but fresh out of college was early eighties for me. And I was a copywriter, RCA direct marketing, my very first job. And, my history in marketing, I've, I've seen it evolve to the point where, yes, it has become beastly. It used to be simple. I mean, I used to just write. And, and then I became a creative director and I got involved in the design portion of things. But, but obviously nowadays it's technology, it's, it's this, it's that. We wear a multitude of hats as, as marketing professionals. And again, I think HubSpot probably is, is one of the, uh, iconic companies that in first that identified um, where marketing was heading and maybe even helped steer it in a certain direction. Do you, what do you think about what, what, what I'm saying there about HubSpot? Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. So when we think about inbound marketing, we think about HubSpot because that's where it began with this whole philosophy that back at MIT, uh, the classic story of HubSpot, how it came to be was that it was the merging of brilliant minds between uh, Dharmesh Shah, who is our uh, chief technical officer, and then Brian Halligan, who's our CEO and president of the company. So he, this, how do you go about drawing people into your business with information? They really understood how the world of sales and how businesses were going to operate was going to evolve and shift towards what we see today, this growth of content marketing and how do we drive people to our site? How do we give them knowledge and share information and enlighten individuals to the point that they want to work with our businesses? So HubSpot is very much the, the driver of that. So they've, they've earned their title in that, in that spot. And then even myself looking at where my marketing career has evolved, when I first came to learning about marketing, it was HubSpot that I turned to. And so I went from becoming a reader of their, of their blog and their material to attending inbound to becoming a true fangirl of, of HubSpot. And now I'm so privileged to work for the company and to help our customers to grow better. So it's been a flywheel experience for me as well. You are an amazing spokesperson for, for HubSpot. I mean, already I, I uh, feel like I'm talking to, you know, somebody who, who knows the company inside now and you're extremely articulate. Uh, Thank you. Brian and Damish and, and the rest of the company, I'm, I'm sure already know that, but if they don't, all they have to do is listen to this episode of my podcast. You're um, really a great spokesperson for the company. And, and while you were talking about how HubSpot was founded, I was thinking of uh, Jesse Eisenberg playing Mark Zuckerberg in the movie about Facebook and how that was founded at, at Harvard and wondering when there'll be a movie about HubSpot and who might play Darmish and, and Brian, because that sounds like a story that needs to be told at a you know, very high level. And because the company really is a, a has broke, you know, broke new ground when they were founded and continues to, don't, don't they? 
absolutely and even how they've grown so i was just listening about how we a lot of companies have in this in this space have have gotten there from just a massive amount of m&a's and hubspot has developed a lot of our software within the company and that has allowed us to really create this incredible platform that is not that it's just very seamless it works together it makes sense it was developed very thoughtfully and to your point i i would be first in line to buy a ticket to see that okay. movie and i think it would be as inspiring as it would be funny because yes. i don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to speak with dharmesh or brian but they are both very personable individuals yeah. they are both very funny i as a comic find dharmesh to be hilarious and yeah. when he posts on on uh linkedin so shout out to him I've seen Brian speak in person at, at Inbound and Damesh, I've seen video of him speaking and I apologize if I forget, it may have been in person. I, I feel like I've seen him in person, but that may have just been video. But I definitely remember Brian because I think it was just a year or two ago I saw him. Um, and yes, I know that they're, they're personable. I see them on social media. Um, I, I know a little bit you know, about their lives. I mean, I'm a fanboy, if you will, of, of HubSpot. Sure have been for years um, from a slightly different perspective than you, because again, it's more the blog and the content you guys put out and, and being someone that embraced social media very early on, I got to know that company early on, you know, I don't know, 15 years ago, whenever it was founded. Um, I started my blog in 04. It was a long time ago by, by uh, you know, blogging standards. I was an, an early adopter and, and again, parallel with HubSpot's growth, I was growing my own business or, or probably side business then, moonlighting, doing all this social media while I was doing mostly or a lot of traditional marketing for other companies. I was, you know, blogging and Twitter comes along, I'm tweeting and then Facebook, hey, it opens up to adults, not just college students. So I'm doing that. Um, yeah, I just live and breathe social media and, and HubSpot, I would imagine that not a day goes by. I don't either mention HubSpot, hear it mentioned, see them on social media. They're that uh, um, prevalent in, in yeah. the industry, in the marketing world. Yeah, they are amazing. And it's the team is for as amazing of a brand, I have to say, joining the company is the team itself is incredible. I feel like I'm just, they say there's a, you know, you get a little bit of imposter syndrome joining HubSpot because you can't believe that you're coming into such an incredible team. Like how did they yeah. choose me? And like, what do I even have to offer? And like, I don't know anything. And it's my teammates and every, every colleague I work with continue to impress me with their intelligence, their empathy, their, uh, their humbleness, their uh, interest. And they, they have done an amazing job with the, the product reflects the people that are behind it is mm. people who really are service focused. We talk a lot about our customers. All of us are people who are driven to drive success for our customers. And that's really at the heart of our mission. And it's really at the heart of every individual at HubSpot. The product is a reflection of people be behind it. And, and you're one of those people. And, and yeah, I mean, they have high standards and, and you um, meet, if not exceed those, those standards, Caroline, I can tell you, you're, you're no imposter. You're the real deal. Not most even days. a question. What's that? I said most days. Yeah. Well, every, every time I've, I've talked to you and, and, and seen you, tell me about um, marketing in general, what you like most about marketing, maybe even what you, you don't like about it. Um, just curious in general, it doesn't, it can be HubSpot related, client related. 
what you see you, you, yourself as a consumer? Yeah, and when it comes down to, if I were to distill it down to the to the broad speaking of the the like and dislike, is it would be the perfect split between right brain and left brain. So I I love the creativity of marketing. I love how we are getting more clever and how we communicate what we communicate, how we become more engaging of brands and how we do it in a way that connects with our buyers and, and connects with other individuals as well. Giving people something to talk about. I think that's really fun, really great. And how do we further personalize the, the experience of the buyer's journey? Those are the things that I love. I, I've always leaned into to the communications, as you know, with the creative side being a comic. I've, I would consider myself kind of a, a communications, um, I, I don't want to say expert because I, I feel like there's so much, so much left to learn. But if I was going to say something that I wasn't driving expertise in, it's in the communications element. The thing I don't love is that how at the speed at which innovation has driven marketing has caused for so much technology, this huge technology boom. And it's, I think I speak for a lot of marketers when I say it's really hard to keep up. Mm -hmm. How do we, you know, I find myself talking about uh, technical integrations and how do you map, you know, API endpoints. And, and these are conversations that used to just sit within IT. And mm -hmm. now for marketers from the, how do we design, how do we produce communications? I know personally, I'm looking at how can I get my voice out there more? Is it through a podcast? Is it through videos? Well, how do I even create these, you know, you're competing against this high level of production value. And so we're all being forced to really uh, educate at a very uh, rapid rate ourselves on on the technology elements. And even yeah, HubSpot, I, oh, I was gonna say even HubSpot that has put so much focus in our UX is we still run across, how do we, how do we keep it simple enough? I think we've done an amazing job at that, but the question becomes even more challenging as our industry continues to evolve. Couldn't agree with you more, perfect answer. I mean, I'm our, I, I alluded, uh, I'm a right brain, uh, guy, um, copywriter, creative director, then embraced social media early on, but I've always been a content creator. I've always been the, you know, the professional rolls up his sleeves. Um, it's a little chilly in here for some reason. Um, so my sleeves aren't rolled up, but I roll them <laughs> up and, and head down and, and do the work. So that's right brain in most cases. I'm writing content, I'm, I'm using video, I'm using, in this case today, you know, a microphone and, and so we're recording audio as well but it's the creative side, but absolutely, yes, technology. So the, the plus is that technology is made it possible to communicate in many different ways and reach more people effectively, et cetera. But if you've seen a lot of my content, there's always this thread that the human side of communications is what I think is most important. So long way of saying, absolutely, I agree with you, Caroline, that, it does come down to you know the human connection, the one-on-one -on -one conversation, regardless of the medium. It's still it needs to be person to person, and and that connection, then 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 activation, such that those on the receiving end want to respond favorably to to your offer. There's my my uh, summation of what marketing is today, and if you can do that. Um, using technology, great, but I wouldn't overdo the technology part because that can impersonalize it, depersonalize it, and to the 
extent where, where people are going to be frustrated and, and, and go somewhere else where they can actually speak to someone or see someone or, or you know, just feel that it's a more human um, side of a brand versus an um, automated uh, message. I love that. I I really, Bob, you hit on the nail on the head is that it's how do you, you focus on the principles and that's something that I have a conversation about. It's this, it's this dichotomy between how do we use complex automation to simplify the user experience for the end user, but also getting caught in that nuances of all of that is that how do we pull it back and actually make sure that you're following best practices of the principles? Because the great thing about marketing is that those are the timeless elements of marketing that never change, is that it's about communication. How do you communicate? I've seen, a, I've seen really complex workflows that have had terrible emails attached to them. And it's like, well, you can build a great lead nurture, you know, structurally of a, a, you know, if they open this email, then they get this email and stuff. But if your copy isn't connecting with the individuals, that's all for nothing. So it's, you can't automate your way away from the messaging aspect. That is still always going to be the most important part of marketing. Not even a question. And, and I'll, I'll relate what you said to, to something we're all dealing with now. And I mentioned at the top of the show, and, and obviously, you know, we're all relatively speaking under quarantine. We, we have the pandemic, the coronavirus crisis. And to me, that has brought to the surface for most people, it, and it should be all people, and, and when I'd say people uh, personally and professionally, that we do have to be much more considerate and, and listen more to others, support each other more. And the best brands and businesses, marketers and advertisers have, have um, months ago recognized that and have pivoted and changed up their messaging during this time. And hopefully that's gonna stick to the point where we are realizing that the more personal, the better. Yeah, marketers, we, we have this, this arsenal um, uh, of, of automation tools we can deploy at our disposal, but, but let's not um, forget, let's see the forest for the trees and let's not overlook the importance of just you know, being human because that's what people desire. And I think it's really surfaced more than ever during this pandemic, the human connection. What, what do you think about that? Absolutely, is the, the, to your point is that the, it's when we have that human connection removed that we realized how valuable it was all along, right? Is that we're all drilled yeah. into our phones, but now here we are and it's like, okay, well, Zoom's great, but we, and it can be productive and effective at having, we can still have these conversations, but it doesn't take away the other elements of, I, I know I, HubSpot has an incredible office. I loved walking in every day to seeing the buzz and all the people mm. walking around. And like, I can't say I didn't love the smoothie bar and the barista, but those <laughs> things are small compared to the fact that I just really love being able to have those small interaction points with my colleagues. And we still have that on Slack, but it's not the same. And so to your point, how do we still connect with people on a personal level and step outside of what our products and services are and really get to the core of what is the human element we're solving for and how can we connect with individuals on that? There's a great um, book called Marketing Rebellion written by Mark Schaefer and I've seen him speak in person. He's well-known speaker with regard to marketing and, and I look up to him so, so much and he has this manifesto in this book and, and one of the points is the most human company wins and I just love that 
that statement because I believe in that more than ever. And what's funny is a lot of my, my peers have seen how I've embraced technology and adopted early on social media, but I try to tell them it, it's just a different media, different mediums that, that I'm employing to still be personal and still be human and every client I work with, I, I challenge them and, and encourage them to not forget the, 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 you know, to put a face on your brand. And, and this is one of my lines, a face on your brand and a smile on your face. Because <laughs> I think it's so important. It makes a difference. So show, you know, do video, uh, show pictures, show the people behind the scenes at the office, give people a, a look into how you do what you do, because then they get to know you and then they trust you and then they'll eventually do business with you. I love that. And, and we'll, we'll, so what has not happened yet, and hopefully one day it never happens, is that there is no company that's run just by robots and automation. Ah. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure it's coming down the road, but the, I don't want to be here for it. But the, the truth is that behind every company, every brand is a bunch of people. So it, we want to reflect that. You want to show the people because that's what you're interacting with is that you don't just sign up for HubSpot. You, you don't just sign up for, you sign up for us. You sign up for me, you sign up for my colleague, you sign up for Brian, you sign up for Darmesh, you sign up for our product team. And so it's important to understand who are the people behind it? Who's even evolving because and understanding your buyer as well. And that's why we're so buyer focused is that it's the buyer that we're evolving the product for. Mm -hmm. And so it should be reflected in your, how you're communicating. And, um, I know maybe we'll talk on this later, but there is one brand that I love. I love Apple. Who doesn't love Apple? Like, of course. Yep. How can you not? And it's like, it sounds like a cliche to, to always give the shout to Apple, but why should we not give a shout to the legacy brands? I have my yes. phone every, I forget what's like 95% of our waking time. Our phone with it is within, yes. you know, inches. Where's yours? It, it, you know, it's right here. Yeah, of course. But right, it's not course, an iPhone, right though. I, forgive me. It's it's a Google Pixel. But my my son is an Apple fan. Maybe both my boys are. Um, and we always have this discussion. Of course, I love them as a brand. I, I just happen to be a, an Android guy um, and a PC guy. But keep going. I don't want to undermine <laughs> your point about Apple. <laughs> Man, my little riff didn't, didn't prove as well. But the... Um... They did a great campaign. I posted it on uh, on LinkedIn. You might have seen it about they they did this video, um, and I love it. Shows the direction of where marketing is going. Is doing this short little um, like episode. I don't know what you want to call it of the whole work from home thing, and that's what they titled it: the whole work from home thing. That's and classic, that was yeah. so amazing because I can't tell you how many. Uh, and they start out, how's the whole work from home thing going? And they and they make this great little. Um, video about the chaos and the and the kids screaming in the background and like the deadlines and, and the teams trying to collaborate and it just so perfectly captured where all of us are at and in it they weaved into the storyline how you can use the products that they have yep and it doesn't even feel like an advertisement yep. it just it's feels like, like a like a movie a little yeah. short you know they told the story they 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 showed empathy it was timely, so there's a perfect pivot during the pandemic. And of course, Apple, I mean, they're, they're fantastic. I, I absolutely agree. Um, Steve Jobs was a genius and 
and you know anything they do with regard to branding and in this case advertising marketing they they absolutely uh, are right on you know i would say that's the creative right there the copy um just whoever came up that line the whole you know work from home thing it's speaking conversationally it's not getting up on your high horse and using you know jargon and 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 you know ten dollar words it's just speaking the way people talk and, and yeah yeah and so did they come up with it or did we right was it not just a reflection and a broadcast yes. of the mirror of who because they didn't like even the best copywriter wouldn't have you know it's just us time and time again it's like what if we just did a whole thing about the whole work from home thing it's and perfect it shows that reflection of really understanding where people are at the other thing you mentioned that that's key strategically is they didn't push the product overtly and that's what i always tell my clients and have been preaching in on social media and my blog for many years and that is you know hard sell pe turns people off you know soft sells where it, where it's at if you're selling at all um it's almost like unmarketing or unadvertising you, you you put yourself out there tell a story yeah incorporate your product place your product they used to call it product placement in movies now now do it in your own advertising marketing as though it wasn't intended it's just oh our product just happens to be there and and but we got a great message a great story we're entertaining you we're informing you maybe we're helping you and and oh by the way if you like our product um if you like us maybe um, buy our product. If you like us, you trust us. You're going to be—they're um, going to be more likely to 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 take a shot on on buying that product or service. Yeah, absolutely. People love brands that they love. We we brand should be the people we want to talk to at a networking event, at a cocktail party. Right. We want to be a beloved brand, and and I think there's too much fear in like what that takes. Like, oh, I don't want to be you know take away from the mission and the message. You're not like just. Be I, personable, relax. Caroline, you okay. and I are, I'm telling you, we, we could be, and we are today, a, a, a great team because we're, we're, we're like-minded in terms of how we look at marketing. I did a video once, you know, I do a ton of videos walking and talking. Love your videos. Thank you. Very kind of you to say. I, I do them all the time. Uh, I find different places. I can do them a lot of times in Boston. I can remember when I did this on, on Boston Common, and it was about branding and, and oh, your brand, and I said, it's not what you say you are, it's what your customers say you are. And you have to listen to your customers and be aware what they're talking, what they're saying about you. Um, you know, and, and that's why social media, I think is so important because you can take the pulse of your, your constituents, your audience, get to know what they think of you. And if that's in, in alignment with what you say you are, great. If it's not, you know, maybe what they're saying about you is, is will will cause you to make some adjustments and tweaks and and look look at yourselves in the mirror and and say hey we 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 need to evolve we need to change we need to um re recalibrate yeah and it's social media brings forward a very interesting place for brands because we go back to that there's the brand and then there's the people and in the in the brand is a is obviously the marketing team kind of pulls it together and, and makes the face of well, this is our brand. But there's also with social media is we have a lot of the individual 
constituents, what do you have, employees, uh, stakeholders within a company speaking as well. And so everyone has their own individual voice. I post stuff on social media. My colleagues post stuff on social media, talking about marketing, talking about our brand, sharing HubSpot things. And we have, obviously there are some things that we are, I wouldn't, HubSpot never sends me like a message saying like, you need to send this or say this. It's more of like, here's something that we've like created. And you can, as, as you know, there's a gazillion things you can share about HubSpot. So yes, it's really are. what speaks to me. But social media now has become a place where there's so much communication taking place and how do brands, when they look at how to drive their impact on social media is it's not just through their company's LinkedIn page or their company's Facebook page. That's just one element of how, how you can build a, build a brand. And you're not just talking brand to brand, you're talking to people. So how is it brand to people versus people to people? And, and so it's made for kind of a wild west out there across these different, you know, and I got TikTok out there. We're going to make dances, you know, like what is, what's, you know, what are we going to do and how do we want to communicate to get our message across? Totally. And, you know, cut through the clutter, uh, rise above the noise and, 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 and break through so that, yeah, you are making that, that connection that results in a, a mutually beneficial relationship. And again, I think it's more the, the human side. I mean, I, in doing social media for myself as well as my clients, I, I automate some of it. But I try, not try, I absolutely do get in there on a daily basis and, and manually place content and, and create content sometimes um, on the fly. And that's where I get the biggest bang for the buck on behalf of my clients and myself, the more I can add some personality to it. So if I'm doing work for a client, yeah, I want to share their blog posts and, and talk about how great they are, you know, leveraging some of the highlights I, I find on their website, but I want to get quotes from them. I want to get pictures. I want to get video because again, as you said about HubSpot, a, a, a brand, a business and the products and services it has to offer, um, those, all that's only as good as the people behind the scenes. And that is who your audience wants to see and interact with in, in, in the long run. Um, ultimately, um, you know, we, we, we think about when you go to the, a, a store or, or call up customer service, it's that, that relationship you develop with the person you're talking to that usually leads to the sale. It's not necessarily just the product or service. It's, it's someone that you connect with that ultimately re results in that sale. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's always going to be the case that it's the people that we trust more than just a faceless brand. So there always has to be your spokespeople for your brand and people from getting customer testimonials is it's one thing to have, all right, we help this brand achieve this versus saying Rachel from this brand has this to say about how we helped her to achieve X, Y, and Z at her business. And there's a real difference there in terms of the extra value of being able to say, there's a person behind this. We just connect with other humans more than we're gonna connect with a, a, a brand at its core. So now comes back to, you have the stakeholders and different influencers and, and in a company where you've got a lot of brilliant minds and a lot of eager people out there talking on uh, social media and sharing on social media is now you have a ton of little micro influencers out yeah. there 
who are reflected when I share something on on LinkedIn is it might not always be about HubSpot. It definitely isn't because I'm not just HubSpot. I have all these other elements to who I am, but am I representative of an individual? And that's why uh, the recruiting teams have more pressure on them than ever before in terms of recruiting the right people who are yes. going to be good representations of your brand. And it's certainly something that does cross my mind as I post things is, am I representing the brand from bright humor to myself and, and being true to who I am to HubSpot? Uh, am I posting things that I think are, would make all these that I'm proud of and, and are reflective in the right places? No, absolutely. Uh, the employees, you know, corporate culture uh, plays an important part in, in, in the people you hire. They have to be the right fit and, and, and vice versa. And, and they have to be mindful, like you're pointing out, of, of the fact that they're representing the company. And, and nowadays with technology, sure, we are encouraged, that's employee advocacy, to, to post on behalf of our companies. Uh, we don't have to in most cases, but it, it's great if we do. Um, and we also are posting some personal content. And so that's your personal brand. That's thought leadership. It, it could be just simple things like your, your pet or your, 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 you know, your dog or cat or, or what you do on the weekend with your friends or family. But everything all um, cobbled together, bundled up is, is our personal brand. And Companies are looking at that. I tell people that I coach and counsel, um, you know, sure, be yourself. And, and I don't hesitate personally, not to, I don't hesitate to share a lot of personal things, but I'm always mindful that, you know, my clients might be out there, my colleagues or former clients might, might be out there. Will they look, um, you know, favorably on, on what they're seeing? And I'm always hoping and, and believing that they will because that's a personal brand. And, and so I'm going to segue into a question, and you touched upon it, your personal brand, Caroline, um, you mentioned uh, your, your other company, Bright uh, Humor. Humor. You know, you can mention that a little. I'd love to hear you talk about that a little. And also your, your, your um, side gig, if you will, as a, a comic. Um, what is your personal brand? How do you use social media to put it out there um, on, a, on a regular basis? Yeah, and that's a that's a great question and something that I've been revisiting as well. When I created Bright Humor uh, a couple of years ago at this point, I was thinking about what was that brand to me. And it was before I had started Bright Humor, I had been working in marketing and I was working in fintech and helping that brand Cashable to drive their marketing efforts and their brand positioning within the market and, and how to give them their, themselves a voice and using humor as that element to really stand out. And it was effective before that I had been doing some copy. And, and so I had started to work in this idea of, okay, well, I really like this angle of, of being a using humor in marketing. And, and I loved this, this crosshairs of, of who my personal brand was, was with my professional brand. And not only did it work for me, but I feel like it works for brands in general, is that we are moving towards being more human brands. We are moving more towards infotainment. So how do yeah. we merge entertainment with information? And there's more of a need to create more engaging content that really draws in your audience. So... That was where 
that started. And then with creating bright humor is really giving the final personality of it. And I came down to it's professional meets playful. And I would say that that is my personal brand is I am, I am, you know, a, a strategist by day. I'm doing consulting calls. I, I like to consult. I like the, the Rubik's cube of figuring things out. People come to me personally with, with different questions that they solve for. So I've always had that element. The business side of me has always been there. And then this other playful fun side of myself of the fact that life is too short to keep, um, to be so serious. And not only that, but that humor can be, humor is not just a, uh, it has a function. It's the vehicle of a message. It's how do we get a message from point A to point B without all these walls coming up and people being so um, standoffish. So that is, I'd say with my, with my standup is also the, the bright humor element is I like to keep it bright and light. That doesn't mean that I don't talk, touch on topics that can be, that don't come with a zinger, that don't come with an edge. I feel like that's necessary. It's a necessary part of humanity is that there is both dark and light. And that dichotomy is what keeps the world running is that there's just like a movie. Yeah. There's always a villain. There's always the, you know, you have the protagonist and the antagonist. And so, but the idea of I want people to feel happy and I want to bring out the best in people and I want to bring out a fun element that's light and is joyful versus harsh and critical. And that's me. Will you run for president? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I'm not, no. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to go there, but after last night's debate, um, bright and light is what this world needs. <laughs> I know. I, I say, stand Caroline, up to know. I'm like, I not, don't know. It's not too late for Caroline Cook to run for president and she gets my I, vote. I'm not eligible but, yet. I'm not eligible yet. When so. you're eligible. When I'm eligible, we'll see where I'm at. Enough, unfortunately, it can't be <laughs> nope. uh, soon enough. But, but no, seriously, the bright and light, it, it, oh, Jesus, underscore, uh, you know, exclamation mark, bold, bold letters, all caps. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, it's, it's the fundamental of, of human, 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 Communication, I, I think of Dale Carnegie's, um, geez, you're not eligible to, to run for president, so that you're telling me you're of a certain young age, I'm of a certain old age, and now I'll, I'll, I'll uh, really uh, underscore that point because I know, you know this book, and you may not. Um, Dale Carnegie, it was written even before I, know I Dale was Carnegie. born. What's that? I know Dale Carnegie. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was written 1940, 1950, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yes. And, and, Humor, humor, I don't know if it was in his book, but I imagine um, it was touched upon is such a big part of, of how we engage and connect and, and win each other's favor. So I would imagine your life as a comic and, and the fact that you are a humorist and, and you are a great communicator, um, that has to be um, uh, something that you, you can use uh, in your favor personally and, and on the job. I mean, just, yeah, yeah, totally not to cut you off there, but the, I wrote in an article once upon a time blog, a piece of mine is that humor is when you deliver it with a feather instead of a sledgehammer, you have much better results. And with, <laughs> yeah. 
Again, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still thinking of last night's debate. Yeah, and it so it was the, all sledgehammers, wasn't it? It was all sledgehammers, <laughs> and it was some brutal ones. And so when we, the truth is that to innovate, we have to criticize and we have to evaluate. Yeah. And so we have not related to that debate because that was no, no. just a yeah. complete disaster. I said, I tweeted, I was that, uh, you know, the, a comic needs to uh, moderate the next debate, and I do not volunteer. Uh, but it's although I think you could and I love Chris Wallace, but I think you, you would have done a better job than he did last night. It just was all around a disaster. I mean, from how it was moderated to the two candidates and and yeah, we anyways, I'm sorry, I'm interjecting. Oh, no, I agree. I, um, I take a lot of comedy gigs. I don't know if I would take that one. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd rather do an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> to do that but uh even if it paid a million dollars you wouldn't take that job that'd be the worst that'd be the worst gig of man imaginable yeah it'd be like a yeah a poor chris wallace hopefully he's doing okay today my thoughts <laughs> go out to him uh but but yeah it's so we have to criticize and we have to add in elements and so when you deliver it with a feather instead of a sledgehammer is that when you do it with a sledgehammer is the walls go back up People, because you're not delivering it in a way that can, when you deliver the truth in a funny way with a feather, is that you're keeping people's minds open to it. And you're doing it in a way that's tactful. And so how can you use humor tactfully versus doing it really aggressively? And yeah. if you go and you'll find I have stand-up clips online and stuff, so don't go looking for them. But like they, the point is like, with any comic you're going to any thought leaders there's going to be criticism out there am i perfect representation of joy all the time i think no uh ellen no but like you know not right. not no one's ever all the time joyful but when we can think about what is our goal of our communication and how we want people to feel walking away after hearing it i always run my comedy through the lens of if the person i'm talking about is here how would they feel walking away from it would it be brutal is it the truth that they need to hear that they don't want to hear? Or is it, could I go about doing it in a little bit nicer of a way? Well, when we're done and, and we are slowly winding down, um, I'm going to walk away feeling really good about this conversation, Caroline. Me too. You, you made me laugh and made me smile. And I just have a really good uh, light and bright feeling in my heart, which I, I really needed after last night's debate. Um, besides last night's debate, um, what is this total total unmarketing related question unless it, your answer somehow goes back towards marketing besides last night's debate what is the funniest uh, thing you've seen um either on tv a movie a comedian um it could even be you know something you've done yourself any anything funny you want to specifically can specifically talk about uh, so I don't know if I would qualify that as funny versus scary. And that's, I think the teetered line of, of last night, what that's, it says. Um, so the funny, I, I love, um, Netflix specials. So that would be, you know, are we talking about intentional funny or anything, just like anything? Oh, it's a total open-ended question about, you know, do you mentioned Ellen? I mean, any comedian, any comic, any movie, oh i thought it was out. funny this wasn't per like i this is this is marketing this i tell you back tomorrow so uh, ellen in her opening uh opener for her 18th season after yes. all of these allegations came yes. out yes. she came out in like a white shirt and like a white blazer and like gave her apology and i thought that that was such a like marketing move of like renewal and like light and it was like but ellen 
<laughs> no one goes yeah. through a personal transformation that it just was funny to me because it had that like the marketer and me saw like right through it. I was like, that is well, so and I I love Ellen. I didn't, you know, I've only read headlines and tweets maybe about the the like you say the allegations and 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 also about her apology i i heard mixed reviews on the apology and maybe that right there is part of those mixed reviews meaning was it um not did it not come across as a hundred percent uh um transparent and sincere um can i ask you that question yeah so i think that ellen felt i wrote an article uh while back on the different on the four um and, and sincere maybe of course it was sincere because we know alan uh, was it 100 percent effective could she have well you're even you what was it 100 percent sincere and was it 100 percent effective what could she have done differently to 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 prove both yeah so the sincerity of it is comes from taking personal responsibility. I think she did in some ways did that well. I think in other ways she didn't do as wonderful on that. Uh, I think one thing that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way was using levity in the in the wrong spot. Mm -hmm. And so I there's four different humor styles that are out there. You have um, the affiliative humor, aggressive humor, uh, self-deprecating and self-enhancing humor. And so self-enhancing humor is where I say um, it's it's meant to enhance yourself and to, to make you feel better about a bad situation. The problem is that you can't use it if it's not, if you're not the person. So I'll give you an example of, of self-enhancing uh, humor is that I was laid off on my 25th birthday and, but at least I got to leave early to celebrate. Right. And so yep. like, that's me making like a silver lining yeah, of it. Yeah, now imagine HR comes out and says, we just laid off a bunch of people, but good news is less birthdays to remember next month. That's a really good example. Right. That's not funny with that HR. It's not funny at all because right. it's not, you're trying to make that person, you're trying to make light of it. Ellen yep. was not the one who was hurt in this. The only thing that was right. hurt by her was her reputation for the actions. So for her to come out and make jokes and make light of it was taking self-enhancing humor when really she's speaking on behalf of people that... Like maybe if she brought out some some people who worked for her and they made those jokes, then it would be funny. But she was taking that levity of trying to make light of something that wasn't her pain. That that can help her. Caroline, that's a brilliant di dissection. I don't know if you put that out there anywhere, but you know, I have. I, you can send you the articles. That, yeah, I mean, it absolutely. well, not of Ellen, but of that of the of, of the, that type of humor. Stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. And it, well, knowing that, first of all, it's brilliant. I, I, who knew, but you would, um, that there are four <laughs> types of humor. I guess if you're a comic, you would. Um, I never knew. I just laugh. Just a nut. Just someone who really <laughs> wants to break it down. <laughs> I just say humor. It makes me laugh. That's humorous. Um, there's four types. Um, okay. And, and she, of all people, she should know, and the people behind the scenes should have known, and she had all summer to, to prepare for that. So she needs someone like you in her corner. I mean, you are multi-skilled uh, oh, uh, and then some, not even a question. Um, you have to serve up a better apology if she wanted to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's, yeah, wow, look at that, that's powerful. Well, and you know, I gotta say, Ellen really, I, for a while, really looked up to Ellen in that bright and the light thing, so mm. it, it definitely dug at me really, uh, extra hard for the fact yeah. that I 
again, I am not perfect. I'm sure I have hurt people and said uh, remarks that were not, you know, take everyone who's ever tried to be funny as runs that line. So I'm not going to say I'm perfect. Uh, there are some things I agree with her. It's tough to be in that position. And that's why I brought up earlier that I don't want to position myself like Ellen as the always bright and light because you put yourself in a really hard category of always being perfect. I think she was spot on about that. That is a very hard uh, spot to sit in. But the, there's a difference between being a having off days and having two-faced personality. And that, to me, was really um, struck me the wrong way. I'm not surprised by it. You see a lot of it in the entertainment space. You see a lot of it yeah. at the C-level. You see a lot yep. of it of people who are of power and influence. And I understand it comes with pressures of the job. But to ignore the people who got you there and to chronically have this personality, it's going to take more than one apology uh, to get there. And she's done a lot of great things. But if it's all for the fact that you don't treat the people around you well, that's just, I don't you, know, it really you, struck me. You just said a mouthful, Caroline, and, and we didn't rehearse this. I, you didn't, I don't know. I, I have some notes over here. And, and bringing up Ellen was not one of my nope. uh, appeared questions and um you are an expert on you know what this topic and and i mean if i was cnn or um or any of the late night talk shows i mean i would want you as a guest to to, to be on my show and and hey i i'm bob cargill's marketing show and you are a guest on my show I'm so honored to be a guest on your show <laughs> well you're just getting started because there are many rungs in the ladder and you're going to go to the top of the ladder and whichever field you choose or a combination of, of these, these fields because um, you're extremely astute and, and very critical mind, but also light and bright and what a great combination. Well, thank you. And if I can just add to this of, of the two-faced, I'd like to just speak, not to plug HubSpot again, I know I'm the worst, but is that coming into HubSpot, I, we talk all about authenticity and I will tell you the leadership that I have seen, there is no two-faced side mm. of that leadership from what I, you know, and I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. You know, I'm one who really is uh, observational and that's what makes me a, a me as I see people yeah. and how they interact and I see what they're doing and, and Dharmesh and Brian they stand in line just like everyone else to get their lunch and they are more than friendly. And they, if you stop them on the hallway to ask them a question, they would never like be, I would have never heard of any bad stories in that way. And so that is what leadership looks like when it's authentic. And that Props. means that they also put out there their quirks and their flaws and they put them out yep. there for everybody. And yep. so I am lucky to work for a company that only further reinforces why it's so important to be authentic and that being authentic warts and all is going to get you further than trying to be two-faced. Being authentic warts and all is going to get you further than, than being too two-faced. I, I couldn't agree more and, and applause for Dharmesh and, and Brian and big applause for Caroline. You, you have been awesome today. I am like, thrilled out of my mind to, to have had you as a guest today. I want to end with, um, and I'm sorry, we do have to end time. Uh, We're up you can talk the forever? Clock. Bob, we, I talked to you forever. <laughs> we can do this again. And I want to talk to you again, um, whether it's on my podcast or just in real life, maybe, you know, once this pandemic is behind coffee. us. 
yeah, we out. coffee from a social distance. Uh, yes. Or, or, or a beer or a glass of wine, whatever. Um, tell people how they can reach you if you want them to reach you. Um, and and on social media or, or anywhere. How can, it, it, you know, people you should want to reach Caroline. And this is how you can reach her. <laughs> yes. So the best way is by carrier pigeon. But if you don't have one of those at your disposal, <laughs> then you can reach out to me. You can reach out to me at caroline at brighthumor.com. That's the easiest for my email. Uh, and then you can find me on social media at carolinecook23 is my social handle. Are and you available, seriously, as a because you came and did a, a ridiculously awesome routine comedy routine at my event are you, are you available for high are you doing this comedy on a on a semi-regular basis yeah so i do comedy regularly if you're interested in booking me for any kind of corporate event i am more than happy to do that i can also work with producing a show so can bring in other comics as well we can talk about what your um, industry is what you like to talk about i am willing to make jokes about pretty much anything so if it's a i've written jokes about search schema markup and and all sorts of uh different things so happy to connect and and uh if you need help getting your brand to a place where you want to leverage humor and mm. and take advantage of that and to give a little bit more personality to your brand happy to help you with that as well you do it all caroline and, and it thanks all. for, for contributing so much to, to my podcast today. Folks, you've been listening to Bob Cargill's marketing show with Caroline Cook. She works at HubSpot. She's a comic and she's a ridiculously awesome human being whom I am very lucky to have had as a guest on my show today. Again, this has been Bob Cargill's marketing show and I will see you and you will listen to me hopefully um, again soon. We'll see, see you again. We'll, we'll, we'll talk again Thanks everybody for listening and watching. Thank you and thank you, Bob. Thanks, Caroline.